This is Comics Coast to Coast. Everybody, this is Brian Dunaway, and you're listening to Comics Coast to Coast, episode 336, the Cam Kendall interview, part three. Before we bring on Cam to talk about his latest projects, we're going to talk to Joel Duggan of Starcrossed Online and Forge Publishing. Joel! Brian, it has been too long, my friend. It has. Con season has ruined our interview abilities. <laughs> con! <laughs> but uh, on, the, it's, it's on right. the plus side, it just means that all the artists that we want to talk to are too busy making art and True making story. a living at art. So I can't begrudge them for that. True story. But we got we got them back because the con season is starting to slow down a little bit and people getting back into their studios. Uh, and also uh, Matthew Descharm of, uh, of No, No. Matt the Wad. Matthew, how are you? Just dandy, sir. And uh, I've been enjoying this uh, season because it is the beginning, of course, of Inktober. So lots of great new art flooding out there into the intertubes. I'm loving it. Inktober is a wonderful time. We've talked about that in the show in the past. It is a creative time for cartoonists uh, this October that comes around every year. And they call it Inktober. If you're on the Twitter or the Instagrams and what else? Maybe Facebook? Hmm. I don't know. Anywho, Cam is back with us. If you haven't heard Cam before, you can check out episodes 256 and 314 where we interviewed Cam before. And you can also go to camkindle.com uh, to check out Cam's work. It is C-A-M-K-E-N-D-E-L-L.com. And you can find uh, Cam just about anywhere on the Internet if you just do a little quick search. On Cam Kendall. So, back again with us is Cam. Cam, how are you? Uh, doing great. How are you guys doing? Uh, we, we're doing so much better now that you're back in town. The Cam is back in town. Cam. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was singing that just before we started. I thought I heard you singing that. I totally yeah. did. All right. So, this is our third interview with you. But as I like to do, I like to allow the guests to uh, to to talk about themselves for a minute and tell the audience uh, who they are and what they do. Cam, do you mind just telling the good people what you are? And what yeah, you I am a uh, full-time illustrator slash visual storyteller focusing on the uh, storytelling side of things. Excellent. And we, yeah. we love it. In past, we've talked to you back in 256. You were doing the Percival Pun Dragon was your was your primary uh, project. That's a lot of peace. Uh, and yeah. yeah, that was so that was that was so much fun. I love that. And then you, you came back and I think it was in uh, was it was it 2000? Yeah, to this last year at the end of October, you came in. And you updated us on what was going on with uh, Percival Pun Dragon. You had a new book, and you talked about Inktober because you had already been through it. It was the end of Inktober, and you was, you know, you was wrapping that thing up. And uh, so, how about this Inktober? How is it starting out for you? You know what? I'm going to disappoint you no! and everybody in the world. <laughs> no! I, I'm taking it easy this year. Good. I'm just, you know, no stress, no pressure. I'll I'll draw when I uh, have the time. But I figure I draw every stinking day. Right. Oh, every day. I mean, is this does have the it has the benefit of of uh, helping me to grow with traditional medium because I don't 
often get an excuse to do that as much as I would like. Right. Right. So, you know, I'll, I'll do it. It makes not me- every day, but I'll do it as, as time permits. Right. You know, I, it's such a, it's such a, such a false, uh, sense of pressure that we put on ourselves for Inktober. And every year mm-hmm. I always say I'm going to do it. And every year I don't do it because about two or three days in, I go, this isn't fun. This is pressure. Yeah. I don't need yeah, pressure. I, like I told myself I was going to do another story like I did last year. It was going to be called goat boy Lawrence. Mm. I like it about a goat boy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to actually like put it in the same world setting as I did last October with Mortimer. Mortimer was so kind of Halloween right. setting and maybe reintroduce some of the same characters into the story. But I, I've got too much going on. Like that would have killed me. I think, I think literally. So yeah. Cause you just, <laughs> you just recently started, uh, this latest project, uh, choose your own, uh, choose your gnome adventure or your gnome adventure. Uh, and you're, you're doing that on, uh, through, uh, social media, but you're also, uh, getting, traction on it through patreon can you tell us a little bit about uh choose your gnome adventure and what what your vision is there yeah this is a this is a reflection of my love for choose your own adventure books one of those like in the 80s popular 80s 90s yeah yeah um and we had a pretty good collection growing up and you know those are just fantastic books you die all the time but they were great (laughs) so Choose Your Gnome Adventure is just marrying my love for drawing gnomes with right. getting to choose yeah, I what love, happens in a story. I love the Choose Your Own Adventure books. They were usually, uh, it was it was, uh, it was was really targeted towards middle schoolers, right? I mean, and the books were usually uh, kind of short, but what you would do if, you, if you're not familiar with Choose Your Own Adventure books uh, is you would... You would read the start the story and you read the, like the first chapter and then in the chapter it would say, "Do you choose to do this or choose to do that?" And then you would flip to the page that it tells you to jump to, and uh, so it gave you a little bit of control over uh, what was happening to the characters. Uh, and I would always have fun with those. I would go back and I would I would choose the different adventures as I went through and uh, uh, you know and and see what would happen each time. I didn't just like you know, choose my one adventure, close the book and go, well, that was fun. No, I would, I would choose all the adventures is what I would do. And that, that's, that's your take on this, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it, it deviates from it in the sense that there's only one story that's being told. There's not branches. Right. I guess originally I'd actually thought of this idea, um, a number of years ago and I put a note somewhere on my computer to do this later down the road, but it was going to be more traditional, like I was going to set up a website <clears throat> and draw everything out beforehand, and you could go and click through the story mm. and have choices, right? You know, mm. and then you could go back and do it again. That was my original thought for it, but I think this version of it is a lot more enjoyable. And it, you know, it's where I'm I'm doing a page each week, which is basically a panel, right? It might be divided up, um, and then each. Each week there's a set of choices and I don't have predetermined where this story is really going. I have ideas that I write down, but some of those have already just ceased to be a possibility in the story. (laughs) And I put up those choices on my Patreon page and patrons can then vote on the choices. And then I 
you know, that determines what happens the next week. So there's no going back and rereading it and getting a different outcome. But I love it because I don't even know where the story is going. Right. Which is exciting. It is exciting. Oh, full disclosure, by the way, uh, before the show, I had an eye checkup and they dilated my eyes. And I did steal Joel's first question. That was that was actually Joel's question I just asked. So I'm going to let him follow up with the follow up question now that my vision has come into focus a little bit. <laughs> it wouldn't be a comics coast to coast episode, right? If, if this you time didn't I have steal. an excuse. <laughs> you did. <laughs> uh, well, I found it really interesting, Cam, that you used Patreon uh, to, to facilitate the, the choice, uh, and putting that on on your readers. Was there something that happened with Patreon that, that sparked that idea? Or was that just a natural place where you decided to, to put, choose your gnome adventure? Um, you know, I guess it kind of, it was one of those, uh, there's some kind of cool saying I can't think of, right. Where it's like necessity breeds something or I don't know. Right. right. Isn't there a good the saying of, like that? Necessity is the mother of invention or something like that. Is that right? There we go. Yeah. Necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So I had relaunched Nailed my it. Patreon campaign. Um, right, right. and originally relaunching the Patreon campaign was focused on getting my Percival Pundragon story back up and running. That was the original idea. And, and kind of, I put on there as well, doing YouTube videos and other side comics, you know, that was, it was kind of an overarching, um, Patreon campaign, but it was mostly for pun dragon. And I was rewriting the story. I was redesigning characters. And then my desire of what I wanted to do with that story completely has been, um, redirected. Like I still want to do the story, but the actual story is vastly different than what I had originally thought. And so I'm going through all this writing process. And meanwhile, I have nothing to share with my patrons. And I, I'm starting to feel really bad, right? Because <laughs> I'm running out of right, stuff right. to share. Makes and sense. so I thought, well, you know, me just coming on here and typing about, I, I promise you I'm writing this story doesn't really <laughs> do much. So I thought, okay, I'll, I've got to have something visually that I can share with people that's interesting. Right, right. And that's when the idea for doing this comic popped up. So so it wasn't yeah. necessarily something about Patreon so much as that I, I wanted to share more. Right. And you wanted to give some kind of quality content. Yes. And this is, this is perfect. This fit right up Cam's alley because if you know Cam, he seems to like the puns, and there's no, it's, yeah. such a, it's such a great, catchy, choose your gnome adventure. I hate you for, for thinking of that. And, and <laughs> I didn't. there is a little bit of anger that comes in there, isn't there, Brian? You're yeah. like, wow, that's amazing, you that's son of a that's a great, <laughs> that's a great um, pun and theme. Oh, I hate you so much. What I, what I find so, um, kismet about the whole thing is. I don't remember the date, but sometime around the time that I discovered that you were doing Choose Your Gnome Adventure was also the time that I was getting newsletters from Patreon and reading about some new features, the poll uh, being one of them. Now, originally it was designed for um, people that are running Patreon pages to get feedback on content, like, you know, good, bad, do you want me to do more podcasts or more YouTube videos and stuff like that? But I think that you've just turned it on its head just enough so that at the end of, you know, when we when we read a, a panel of Choose Your Gnome Adventure, you put the choices of either the main character or the story in the poll. So then you don't have to deal with, you know, like uh, a website or uh, a straw poll or like a separate entity. It's all contained within Patreon. So it's uh, on top of it. Is it also it's behind your paywall, right? Like you have to be a patron in order to participate. 
Yeah, so a dollar a month or more, you'll get to vote on it. You know, upper tiers, you get all the other cool stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is a brilliant kind of point of entry. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's a, you get to interact with, with you more, you know, and if you're a fan of cams and, you know, being able to influence the story and interact with you is, is always a bonus. Um, but for me, uh, I mean, I was already a patron, but, uh, I, I jump like when I get that email, I'm excited about the panel. I go straight to, to Patreon and I vote immediately. Uh, <laughs> quite, and, and I'm happy to say that most of the time when I click on the vote, I discover that I'm in the, you know, 75th percentile of like, oh, everybody likes that too. Okay, good. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, there's never, has there ever been a close race with the voting? It always seems to skew one way or the other from my observations. Yeah, recently it seems like it's, it's, um, it's been pretty heavy sided on, on one choice, but in the beginning, there were a few that were neck and neck. I I'll reveal this. One of them, I had to vote because it was, it was even there were two choices. <laughs> and it was split. 50, 50, so I had nice. to put it down on there. That's <laughs> but great. What I find it, what I find really fascinating is that everybody chooses like the worst choice. Right. Right. Like, oh yeah. That's what it seems like to me, like you give them all these choices of like, Here's a good idea you could do. This is probably safe. Here's another idea that will probably be all right. And then here's an idea that will probably likely lead to your death. <laughs> right? Like, let's yeah, trust yeah. this weird gremlin creature who's trying to sell you something and you don't know what it is. And I was like, yeah, trust him. Let's do that. Let's, let's do the most extreme. <laughs> that's that's human nature, right? That's yeah, you know, yeah. The, you know those memes where you've got somebody looking at the camera like, "Come on!" Yeah. I feel like that's kind of what happens when when I read the when I read the, the descriptions. Like, do you want him to go left through the meadow or right through the spooky woods? And you're like, "Hmm, what do you think I'm going to choose?" <laughs> I'm not playing it safe. Is that why well, we like? Of, go ahead. It, well, some of it is is you know reading and, and wanting the adventure to go on, and some of it is also like dance monkey dance. I think like, hey, what do we want Cam to draw? <laughs> first like well, we know we can draw a meadow let's see what it can do in a spooky forest right. uh, have you noticed an, an uptick in in patreon engagement since you started the comic i have you know what that is a side um aspect of this that has been awesome i i'll just get down to the nitty-gritty numbers you want numbers give me some numbers. i think that's interesting I do too. um i believe when I relaunched this Patreon, I had a bit of a upsurge and then it kind of leveled out. And I, I leveled out at, at about like, I don't know, 13 patrons or something mm -hmm, mm -hmm. by the time I started doing this. And now it's almost 40. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. I've been for, I don't know, what has it been like two or three months? Let me tell something you, like man, that, yeah. people, people respond to polls. It's just something innate in our, our being on, on Twitter. Uh, my most, my most active thread is always anytime I take a poll and it could be anything stupid. Like today it was, it was, uh, uh, which do you prefer whoppers, uh, mouth teasers, milk duds or razor blades. And, uh, <laughs> usually, usually I get like maybe one or two responses for most. I'll, I have something really, really deep. You know, that's like, oh, this is a this is a deep thought. I'm gonna put it out there, and like, you know, one or two people respond to this. I've had like 170 people vote on this stupid candy poll. <laughs> people respond to this crap. Why do they like yeah. polls so much? What's in us that makes polls? I like polls too, though. I just like them. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you just people like to feel like they're influenced something. Yeah. At, you know, yeah. like you have some kind of influence. I guess. I don't know. I like the interaction of it. It's really enjoyable. 
Yeah. People get excited and share their opinion and then have it affect where something goes. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. Now, Cam, uh, I had, I had all jumped in and was like, yeah, Cam's doing that, uh, choose your own adventure book thing. But you know, that's not the only thing that ever existed. Were, were, did you play like a lot of games? Was that your inspiration for the choose your own adventure or was it the books that, that you were grew up with or what was the, you kind of mentioned it earlier, but I think I kind of cut you off and injected my own thoughts. Well, it was mostly the books, mostly choose your own adventure books. Also, uh, there was a series of books called Lone Wolf. Oh yeah, uh, that one was like that was intense. Choose your own adventure. You had like dice, and right. you had stats as you went along, and uh, you'd have to fight things and roll the dice. That was that was a pretty great series. But cool. I, I mean, I've I've always I've always loved um, like point and click adventure games as well, and I think that probably feels like it's kind of along the same lines. Right, right. I can see that. Now I want to go back and read some. I remember reading some of these. I'm looking at the Lone Wolf right now. And I remember doing some of these. I think actually we had like one in the library, and I don't think we had all the things. Yeah, I had the entire series that my brother gave me. Right. And like a fool, I gave it to a thrift store. Uh, what? How <laughs> yeah. dare you pass that on to people who might use or need such a thing? <laughs> Well, I didn't even get through all of them. Like, oh, really? What? What did I do? <laughs> oh man, I love that. Now, uh, now with I, the up, go ahead. I was say with the uptick in in engagement from from people reading Choose Your Own Adventure. Uh, have you noticed that spilling over into other aspects of your work online? Like, do you find that Twitter and and Discord? Because uh, you have a Discord attached to your your Patreon account, like, do you find that you're getting more engagement there as well? Not just like from more numbers on your Patreon, like financial stuff, but just like conversations and things like that. Um, yeah, I, there the Discord is an interesting place. Uh, um, there's kind of a public side of it where anybody could join that server, whether or not they're a patron. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought I again, yeah. I'm already a patron, so I didn't like I. It was never a walled garden. I would either way, I would have been. Yeah, able to there's. Yeah, well, there's two sections of it. So there's one section that's just like you can come on and use it as a, a chat group, basically. Right. <clears throat> and then there's a section that's, I don't remember what I call it, super secret patron area or whatever. whatever. Super patron zone, I'm looking at There you right go. Now. And so that area, only patrons have access to. And that includes um, a place just to talk about patron things or to have whatever discussion you want just as patrons. And then there's a critique area where you can share art and then I'll nice. jump on there from time to time and, and, uh, give my ideas. I'm glad you brought that up stuff. because I thought that was a really cool and unique, um, channel to put in a discord for patrons of an artist. You know, like you're like, Hey, if you, if you're an artist yourself and you're not just, you know, a reader and, and a fan and you want some critique, I mean, it's an, it's an excellent closed I'll use the word safe. It's not the right word for it, but like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a welcome. Well, meaning like it's a, people that don't want to necessarily post their thing on Twitter and say, Hey, Cam, tell me what you think. But then everybody in the world can see this image. And if they're con self-conscious about it and they want feedback, then at least this way they can show it to you and the closed number of people that are in this group and get feedback from you and potentially others as well. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I, I enjoy that aspect of it. I really like, um, I don't know. It just feels more personal, right? So like yeah. I'll, I'll get a lot of people contacting me through Instagram, you know, there's the classic comment left on a post. Hey, check out my feed. 
<laughs> tell me what you think. And it's mm-hmm. like, uh, I'm on it. <laughs> I don't really have yeah, time right. to check out everybody's feed. It looks like crap. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this, you know, th- this gives a little personal one-on-one right. experience that I enjoy. And I feel like everything I do with my stories and art is really about community and relationships. Like that's, that's why I think the most, I'm getting it philosophical already. Do it. It's like the most important part of life is our relationships with others. And I feel like that's what I love doing with stories is creating relationships, telling a story that somebody else connects with or can relate to. And you have that connection, you know, you know, I posted that same message on Twitter, two responses, put a poll by candy, 150. <laughs> True story. But no, I'm with you. I, I also have that same thing. I, I feel like we are as, as people are the sum of our relationships. I mean, it's important to have your own identity, but nothing influences our identity, I believe, more than our relationships. It gets some place to I hear move that. and go. So yeah. I, I'm a better person because of my relationships. If I live by myself, I would be a terrible person. Terrible. <laughs> Thank God for yeah. cats. They make you better people. <laughs> they make me better people. They absolutely make me better people. Hey, uh, so while I was uh, catching up with you, cyber stalking you, asking you mm-hmm. to check out my stuff on Instagram, which you never did. Uh, I also noticed yeah. that you I know, right? <laughs> I also noticed that uh, you have a YouTube page. And uh, and recently uh, you did a very uh, you did a, a what comics I'm reading. And so it was a comics worth reading a kind of uh, thing. And uh, you were down there in your basement where I'm assuming you do most of your work and your sorcery and magic. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I was, I was, I found a few new things to read. So can you tell people about, uh, about that, that video and what you may have planned? Are you, are you going to continue to do those or how'd it work out for you? Yeah, I think I'll definitely keep doing those. I mean, I'm trying to um, change the general idea is I'm trying to change my YouTube channel to be more blog or vlog esque. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm just tired. I'm tired of trying to, <laughs> right. um, perfectly edit videos. Oh, yes. uh, and so, you know, just being able to sit down and say, this is what I'm reading. This is what I'm enjoying sharing something with, with somebody else makes it more of an enjoyable process. Cause I, I like putting that content out there. So I guess basically my entire career is trying to find ways to be more lazy. It looks like, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think you're trying to be more lazy. <laughs> I think you're trying to be happier and content because we hey, get this, yeah, because yeah, we get this undue pressure that comes around October that we have to do certain things, we have to perform certain tasks, we have to compete with the whole internet, and I think that's a really unhealthy thing that we've, as artists, have really. Uh, fallen into is the fact that we think that we're competing against another artist called the internet and there's no way you can create that amount of content to compete with the internet because it is a collective so when you do stuff like vlogging uh and you don't focus on the video editing and you you just embrace i am cam and uh, and I, that personality comes through. I, that's the stuff I like. I actually loved your video. I mean, you have this comedic beat that I find difficult when I do videos by myself, and that's the reason why. <laughs> that's the reason why I do co-host because I I, I I act. You know, I do well 
having sounding boards, but you did so good. So I, I guess on, on that video, I should bring up, people need to check out food hates you. Mm-hmm. People need to check that web comic yes. out because the comedy is genius. Yes. I did. I followed In that. Uh, I, I don't have all the books like you do. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Cause I, you, I got to see all those great covers you showed us. Uh, that's but, where it's at. Yeah. yeah. That's where it's at. And you picked that up recently, uh, at, at a convention, right? Yeah, this is a, he's a local artist here in Utah mm-hmm. and, uh, we were both at FanX. I, we did a little book trade. FanX. I picked up his, I mean, I'd already been reading the web comic and I, I like having a physical copy of things. Right. I'm with you. You know? feels good. It does feel good. It's like, oh, look at that. I can touch it. I can get it close yeah. to my face. I don't have to, I do don't have to charge it up. You don't like it? I, I have to advocate for the other side. <gasps> I I don't enjoy the clutter that comes around. Because oh. when I'm honest with myself, most graphic novels I read once. Right. And then I'm on to the next graphic. So I, re- I interact with this thing once. And now it's this big, heavy, bulky thing that I got to find <laughs> a place for. So, yeah, I do all my stuff digital. I got to speak up for the digital side. I'm literally bathing in graphic novels right now. Right. <laughs> and loving every minute right. of it. Paper cut. Paper cut. Oh, this hurts so bad. Uh, I'm going to go. straddle the fence. Like I, oh, good job. I, well, as a publisher, I can't say paper bad books. Like, uh, But I... I've recently been reading a few more digital comics that have like music and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily want to hear character voices, but sometimes the immersion with music and sound effects is pretty cool. And I would lose that. I think if the same, same story was, wasn't just a printed, printed book. Right. Uh, so but I, you- I'm also guilty of, of cams uh, or of um, Matt's uh, note of, of reading something once and then having it sit on the shelf for 15 years. Right. I wonder what you would call that. Is that like so, a digital minimalist or something? Or maybe like what, a digital service? bohemian? <laughs> Webcomic Luddite? I don't know. Yeah, right. Luddite? <laughs> there you go. So what, what service are you using that they've got like backup music and sound effects? It's called Webtoon. And uh, my friend Megan has been introducing me to different stories on it. And it is 100% meant for screens and phones. Uh, apparently the Webtoon app uh, is really easy to use. Uh, a lot of the um, a lot of the stories are meant to be scrolled through. Like you you just kind of thumb, you just scroll, like you would through your Instagram feed, you kind of scroll up through the, the story. And so the artists are putting their chapters or episodes and stuff up on this particular uh, site in that, in that kind of format. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've not seen enough of them to notice anybody that's formatting for both, you know, print later and webtoon now. Ooh. I can um, tell you about one. Oh, yeah, can you? Please. Cool. Uh, Jason Brubaker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm familiar with He's Jason. He's on Webtoons. It's, no, I'm assuming we're talking about the same thing, right? Yeah. Is it like uh, yeah, a green I, logo, Webtoons? Yeah, lot, I think so. Yeah. It, was, it used to be, did it, did a it lot of from something else? Uh, line Webtoons? Line yeah, it's something. It, it's it's a bit, bit misleading, too, because it's Webtoons with an S.com, but the logo is Webtoon without the S. Oh. What? So it, yes, because I I just typed because I was like, man, is it with an S or not? Because I just I just talked about this on the Citadel Cafe with Megan, and and I wanted to make sure I got it right. The only thing that one reason I haven't kind of done a deep dive on it is because there's a lot of uh, manga stuff, and I'm not always 
in the mood for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I hear that. But it's um, it's a really neat premise. I've actually found a couple of artists we might be bookmarking to to talk to on on the show. Um, but I just it's been um, kind of just an, an eye opening experience. Megan swears by the app because one of the reasons why I don't read web comics as much as I used to anymore is just the sheer time and remembering to go to each individual website and read them. Mm-hmm. Whereas an app in my pocket definitely gets my attention. And Megan says that when you're the creators that you follow in the app, when they update the chapters, you get a notification on your phone and you just open the app right to the page where you're supposed to keep on reading, you know, like the weekly, you know, update, which I think is, is genius. Hmm. Yeah. I, I've, I've used that app for a while. I haven't actually used it to post any of my own stuff, but I've followed some comics on there like uh lackadaisy, Cats, you ever read that one? Yeah, I've heard of That's it. That's on yeah. there. I think uh, Sean Galloway just launched a webtoon series. Oh, does he? Cool. Shadow Pirates. I don't know, but I'm digging. Oh, that Shadow Pirates looks really good, but I'm, re- I'm really digging the look of my dictator boyfriend, plus the name. My dictator <laughs> boyfriend? I haven't heard. It makes me laugh. I don't know if it sucks, but it makes me laugh. The uh, the comic that uh, was recommended to me was called Aerial Magic, A E R I. AL, I think. Right. Uh, it's by uh, Winter North, or oh, I can't. It's a handle. I don't remember the the girl's name, but it's about a witch that essentially for the for in the in the universe that she's building, the witch can't read, so she's like dyslexic or illiterate or or you know she has a, a language barrier, right. so she's using her spirit guide to help her learn spells because oh. she can't read them, so she learns them. Um, audibly yeah and then there's other things about that i noticed about the description about it is that there you know there's a a boy witch that floats all the time because he happens to be a paraplegic but you don't know like it just it's kind of a neat way to handle characters that have some disabilities or setbacks and things like that and i thought it was a really just really unique takes like it doesn't seem to be i don't know if it's a curated environment or what but but so far it's been a really interesting um adventure is Sithra. Is that the Jason Brubaker comic? Yeah. Cam? Yeah. Okay. Sithra. Mm-hmm. I want to, in case our listeners wanted to go check it out, I just wanted to, uh, S I T H R A H. Uh, right. if you just do, and you do a search for Jason Brubaker, it, it, it comes up and throws you right into page one, I think. Oh. Yeah. And he does, uh, so, good, so he yeah. prints those as these delicious hardcover coffee table quality. Oh, graphic okay. novels. Oh, you would hate so, that. Yeah. You would hate that, Matt, but Oh yeah. They're <laughs> heavy. <laughs> oh, I like them. I like them when I read them, but it's, right. you know, it's one experience and then you deal in with it see, for the rest of your life. You yeah. Know? I, see, I, I don't mind. I don't mind donating my old books to the library, which is what I usually do. And I, I, I was going to ask, I was going to ask uh, uh, the table, you know, of, of, of people that we have here, like, are you a book hoarder? Or when you're done with a book, would you sell it and or give it to a friend and say, hey, I really like this. You have to read it. And then you don't have to deal with it on your shelf. I'm, I'm going to answer that. Uh, I, I am a buyer giver because I believe in sharing uh, the work of artists that I appreciate. And, and it gives me a connection with the person I give it to who about 80 to 90 percent of the time <laughs> thank me and never talk to me about it again. Which tells me probably just, you know, stick it on a shelf somewhere or give it to some little kid or something. But (laughs) it still makes me feel good to think that I bought the book, I supported the artist, I enjoyed the material, 
And then I get to hand it on to somebody else who maybe can't go out and get it or doesn't have the motivation to. And I'm, I just, if I could just motivate just one person to discover something new, that, that to me is, is worth it. That's what I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a hoarder of myself. I've <laughs> traded, I've traded books with friends and then those books will be kind of in our possessions for like a year or right. six months or until whenever you're like, Hmm, I really wish I had that handy cause I want to reference it or something like that. And then you have to go call the friend and say, Hey, can I have that back? And I'll give you your comics back and all that kind of stuff. But and go, I, uh... I'm, I'm a little, yeah, exactly. I'm a little embarrassed to say like, I have an entire shelf full of books that I just, I could be loaning out to friends and I'm not, do it. you know, like, you know, with, with me, my, the books get a lot of mileage because I've got a wife and four kids. Right. So it just goes around the house. Everybody gets a turn reading it. And everybody in this home likes comics. We do that, too, yeah, with comics. So we do that with comics. We do that with comic books. Usually, like, uh, collections of comics. Yeah, I'm usually the only person that really looks at the big collections and stuff. But oh, com- com- comic books, we usually, we usually you know, we'll just pass it around because it's a quick read. And uh, then it gives us the abilities to uh, to conversate about it pretty quickly. How about you? See, now, in that case, it, it right. kind of makes sense because, you know, you have one copy, but you're able to share it with lots of different people. Right. Uh, with me, it's usually I, I'm the only one reading it. So, you know. mm. yeah, don't tell Marvel that I'm just giving their books away and sharing. Them. <laughs> <laughs> come get me. But the Napster of comics. Yeah, the Napster. Yeah. I'm the Napster of comics. I'm out there peer to peering out in the. Out in my neighborhood, just hey, you want to read a book? Well, want to read a book? And doesn't doesn't Marvel <laughs> now have something that's right up Matt's alley, where you can pay like a monthly subscription and basically have like their entire back catalog available to you digitally? Yeah, and I I do that actually. It's not the entire catalog. Uh, but, oh, isn't it? Okay, but it is. It's kind of cherry picked, and it's usually got a lot of stuff in there. Uh, and I do pick up a lot of digital comic books. I'm probably more of a digital comic book hoarder, not because I choose to be, but just because it's usually not easy to share. Some of the uh, places I buy them from, DRM stuff, to, yeah, yeah, allow me to share with friends. But most of them, uh, they kind of offer the service and they kind of take it back. And then I've had a lot of trouble with that. Or you, you've reached yeah. some kind of limit or that kind of thing. But yeah, so you're a digital hoarder, Matt. You just didn't know it yet. <laughs> well, it's easier to to take care of that that's stuff. True, that's know? true. Delete. <laughs> <laughs> delete. Delete. Oh, so okay. So uh just to I don't want to jump around to that. I might jump around to that. You know what we haven't talked about? <laughs> we haven't talked about the process, Cam. We haven't talked Ooh. about how you're creating this great artwork that you're putting out there. Are you all digital, part digital, all analog? What you got? I'm mostly digital right now. Right. Mostly, you know, personal stuff. Occasionally, I'll I'll pull out um, some inks. Right, right. And do that. Brush pen still is is pretty enjoyable. Occasionally, I try and get a fountain pen going. Right. Um, but yeah, digital is a huge thing uh, for Choose Your Gnome Adventure. It started out uh, Clip Studio Paint was what I was using both on my uh, my desktop and on my iPad. Right. Um, but then I was, I don't know, I just got this itch for wanting to try something a little more painterly or a yeah, little more, I gotcha. I don't know, fewer layers, I guess. Right, right. <laughs> and so I've been using um, Procreate for the past oh, yes. handful of pages. It looks so, it, it, everybody I've ever seen that I go, wow, I love that. It usually goes, oh yeah, I did that in Procreate. Suck it. <laughs> it's, just a, it's such a different it's such a different mentality like you say just 
just stop being uh, a technical person using all these layers and everything else. It's such an animator kind of thing to do, draw things on layers and cells and separate all that stuff. And then there's Procreate, which is just, like you said, it's, it's very simple, flat. You paint. Uh, it's, it's all one, just one piece of work, right? Yeah, and I mean, I guess technically you could do the same stuff, right? I could right. do a, the same process in Procreate as I do in Clip Studio, but it, for some reason it just changes the way I think about what I'm drawing. Right. I, I don't know if it's the the layout, you know, the interface. I, I'm not sure, but something about it changes that. And I noticed that with some of my other work, when I was using Clip Studio, I started getting really like, mechanical about everything yes. you know like i like i was using a layer for my shadows right and right. it was just like one layer for all the shadows and my brain like did not want me to use any other layers <laughs> so all the shadows had to be the same intensity throughout the entire piece yes oh man it, it, I, I it, is a, it was just messing with my brain you just take one look at it and it is definitely for the technically minded artist i mean a lot about Manga Studio is like that. You're, you're right. It is a little bit stiffer. Uh, it's not like a painter. You ever use paint? Uh, Corel Paint? Painter, I believe it is? Briefly. Yeah. yeah years I, ago I did. I had such great hope for it because I stayed in that forever. Uh, I refused to go to Clip Paint. And I certainly wasn't going to use Photoshop, Joel. Because uh, <laughs> that's, that's a photographer's <laughs> tool there. Um, but yeah, I tried for a long time. Then Clip Paint came along, and I, I kind of jumped to that. So, are you using an iPad Pro with a nice little pen? Yeah. Or very good, very good. Yeah, and I I still use Clip Studio for a lot of stuff. <clears throat> right. Like I, I still think it's a great program, and I I actually find I sketch in Clip Studio, and I enjoy it more in that program. So I'll usually do a sketch for a Choose Your Gnome Adventure page, and then I'll export that image over to Procreate, and then do the the color and the line work in there. Yeah. Their pencils and, work pretty good. Am I correct in remembering that Procreate will import and export to PSD? Yeah. Yeah. And then so does Clip Studio Paint? Yeah. Yeah. I think so a lot of them do now. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, even it, Sketchbook Pro and. Yeah. I, well, Sketchbook Pro had been doing it for a while, but that was back before iPad Pro and tablets really had the, the guts to support. Um, drawing that didn't have like a huge delay behind it. So it was a nice, it was a nice perk, but it wasn't necessarily something that I used back when I had uh, sketchbook pro on my iPad too. (laughs) Right. right. I didn't do a lot of drawing on it. The drawing experience on it was, it was novelty and it was cool to get an idea down, but I wasn't doing any finished work on it. But the stuff that I've seen now with procreate and having very brief amount of time with procreate myself, um, I, I can see how people would would bounce back and forth. The the anecdote that I have from from stuff that I've seen online is that a lot of people still tend to ink in in um I keep on wanting to call it Manga Studio yeah in yeah. <laughs> in, in, in Clip Studio Paint which is again not a great name um, <laughs> yeah the inking in it seems to be what people go to and then when it comes to colors it's really kind of whatever you're comfortable in some people are doing it in Procreate some people are doing it in Photoshop but I, I see like there's a, a back and forth do you find that you are using software for specific phases of the work or is it or are they all something that you can just go start to finish in I got to the point where I was using Clip Studio for everything mm-hmm. like I would do sketch line work color all in Clip Studio I I don't I haven't used Photoshop right like wholeheartedly in a long time now preach and i'm paying 50 bucks a month what am i doing <laughs> <laughs> but you're doing other things you're doing other things with the creative suite right i mean 
not to yeah. jump around. Aren't you doing? Uh, aren't you doing like some uh, video game kind of uh, vlog thing with a friend of yours? Or you get to I am, but I don't, I don't do any of the editing. Damn. So <laughs> throwing your money away, Cam. That's no, I, I. It's like I use InDesign occasionally yeah. for book layout. That's good. That's and really good. I use. Um, I use Illustrator when some old client comes back and says, "Hey, remember that logo you designed for us? We need a, a file again." Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, but so I use Clip Studio all the way. Um, Procreate. I use. I I just do the sketching in Clip Studio. Right. Um, I really it depends on what look I'm going for. I find if I want a crisp look, I'll use Clip Studio mm-hmm. because the lines are really really clean. you can get really crisp clean lines that don't look all cruddy and jaggy and everything. How much, um, how much but, do you think Clip Studio Paint cheats for you? I'm not sure. I mean, Oh, it, you can adjust. Yeah. So you can say how much it does. Yeah. I usually go um, with the default, and I, I always feel like, wow, that, that turned out really good. Because usually, like with pencil in the real world, I have to warm up for 15, you know, 15 minutes or so. But in the uh, Clip Paint, if like I'm just starting right off, I'm like, wow, that circle is really good. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Are you cheating yeah, right? for me? <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel bad almost inside. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a real artist. I'm not a real artist. <laughs> I'm it's a computer assisted artist. <laughs> so Procreate, I, I'm enjoying Procreate for this comic because I want it to look really painterly and rough. So the line is is uh, sketchier, and you know, I like it. So it works for this this particular project. I like it. Hey, I want to ask you, Cam, before we, uh, Joel, did you have any more tech questions? No, I, the only thing I wanted to mention for anybody that might be listening is that, uh, you're looking at, uh, oh, it's giving me the, oh, there's the US. So it's $50 for Paint Pro, the standard version for Clip Studio Paint, right? Uh, which I think we just mentioned was like a one month subscription to Adobe yeah, yeah. suite. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm in the world where I'm using the video editing, the audio editing, InDesign. Like there's, there's, a, there's a reason why I'm, I'm still in Photoshop because I have it. It's accessible to me, and for me, and just to kind of to, to twist the knife in in Canadians, uh, I spend eighty dollars a month by the time oh. the conversion happens on oh, on the dang. Adobe Suite. Yeah, it's it's a lot, it's a lot. Uh, but Clip Studio Paint for Canadians is sixty three bucks, and that's a one time buy it, and you've got probably everything you need to do to make comics. There's another version that's like two hundred bucks US, yeah, two twenty US, but like I, I don't know what version or something like that. Some kind of yeah, yeah, Paint that's what DX, I but yeah. oh, okay. Is what's the difference? That adds us. Uh, story editing feature. So basically you can create a, a comic story file and it will store all of your pages. Okay. For your comic, you can, you know, sort it out as here's a spread. This is a spread. This is a single page. This, right. This is my okay. cover. You can do all that. And then you can shift pages around as you need. And okay. So like you basically it's the combination of, it's kind of pulling some, some useful case um, stuff from InDesign and kind of marrying those. Yeah. Those features right into the paint program. Okay. So I mean like if you didn't, if you couldn't afford that version, you could just do some careful planning and just pay the 50 bucks and be good. Yeah. Clip, yeah. Paint, clip paint studio, man. If don't be in a hurry, if you're an artist, don't be in a hurry to get it because it's, it goes on sale every couple of months. And I mean like deep cuts. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I picked it up. I think the first time I picked it up to just try it out, I think I paid like 30 something bucks for it. I don't know if it'll always be that cheap again. But, yeah. Uh, they, they're constantly putting it on sale. If you wait a month or two. Yeah. Uh, there's a free trial too. So I mean, you can try trial. it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. be patient. and It'll get there. 
Um, okay, so I don't know how far you want to dig into this, but I was kind of interested uh, because I am also a video game enthusiast. And Cam, I know you do a retro kind of uh, kind of like a <laughs> cast with a friend of yours. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, this retro gaming that you got going? Yeah. So it's a channel called Eight Bit Retrofit. Yeah. Um, and uh, basically, this uh, it's it's me and a friend. We we were friends since like four years old. Right. And uh, we played a lot of games growing up. And so basically, we just get together in my garage, sit down, pull out an old game we used to play or something related to to a game we used to play and uh, play that game. So we've played all the Twisted Metal games. Well, I guess the first four. We've played the first four of those. We played some really old wrestling games that are pretty stinking hilarious. (laughs) So a lot of these we haven't. We haven't uploaded yet. I think we're to like episode six or seven now. This is a newer project, but yeah, it's it's a blast. Really, it's just an excuse to play games again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and man, I don't, I don't get as much time to play video games as I used to, and it's it's been really fun to just laugh and reminisce. I think we've all. I think we're all kind of as content creators. We most most of us in this room. All grew up with video games, and uh, I think we mm-hmm. have have a love that's there. And we've also seen over the last couple of years that I've I've seen a lot of you know artists and, and illustrators that have kind of migrated to that market of games. So it seems even be even more important because that 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 place just seems like gaming market is just like thirsty for artistic talent, and they're not willing to pay for it. So good luck. Yeah, this is There's, definitely. Right. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. Yeah, go ahead, Cam. You, you're pro- we're probably going to say the same thing. I'd much rather hear from you. <laughs> this is definitely just an enjoyable. You know, we're just having fun. Yeah. Like, if it doesn't make a lot of money, that's that's fine. That's really not the the uh, I guess the main intent. I would say it's almost it's it's a channel that's about gaming, but it's it's almost more of gaming slash story time slash like morning show or something. Right. Because we right. just you know we chit chat and play a game and laugh at each other. Well, I enjoyed it. So you, and you can, uh, you can get their eight bit retrofit.com takes you right there. Yeah, eight nice. with the actual numeral eight. Right. Do you guys, is it all like pixel art games? Like, is it all really old games or do you guys do newer stuff too? It's, um, we, we do somewhat newer stuff. I mean, we played like we, so far we've played a lot of PlayStation two and PlayStation one games. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, mid 90s early 90s we've also a few episodes we haven't put up have been like you know the original super mario brothers and legend right. of zelda and that sort of stuff so but jacked- we'll we'll start diving further back and yeah are you jacked up about the uh, uh about the playstation mini the ps1 mini is coming out no you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about no. yeah is uh, you know they did the Nintendo the NES Mini, which is of course Nintendo and not yeah, yeah. Sony at all. But Sony is following suit, uh, and they're coming out with a PS One uh, Mini, uh, and it's going to have. I don't I don't know if they've launched if they've uh, announced all the titles that's going to be on it, but you can pre order it now for like ninety nine dollars, which is in line with the other Minis that are out there. Uh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I can't oh, wait. Man. I have I have both the NES Mini and the SNES Mini, and I'm looking forward to any other minis they can give me. Mini minis is what I'm going to have. <laughs> I have. Uh, I'm I'm not a hoarder, but I am hoarding that. 
There are five games announced thus far. What are they? Give it to us. Final Fantasy Seven. Oh, that's the best. Tekken oh, Three. Yeah, that's going to. Uh, R4 Ridge Racer Type 4. I, I didn't play that much, but it, I, I know it was popular. I remember a Ridge Racer, but it's probably not that one. Right. Uh, Jumping Flash and Wild Arms. Mm, didn't play either one of those. Yeah, yeah I, only, I only know two of those five. But, I mean, if there's going to be a lot more than five, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they were teasing, like, somewhere between, I want to say between 9 and 15 or something like that. Yeah. So maybe more. I don't know. What could be interesting, too, with this is that uh, there could be some releases like Jumping Flash. I'm looking at the box art. I don't remember this at all. It could be there could be some stuff that only came out in Japan, you know, like that didn't oh, or, did, or at least where it wasn't that popular over in, in the Americas. So like right. there could be some stuff that we've just never heard of. Right. Nostalgia, baby. Bring it uh-huh. on. Bring it on. <laughs> so. All right. So don't forget. We've been talking to Cam Kendall tonight. Uh, choose your gnome adventure. So on Patreon. You can head over to camkindle.com. Uh, you can also search for Cam over there on the Patreon. Get involved with that. Uh, you can choose, help choose the own adventure. Uh, vote opposite of wherever Joel votes just to frustrate him. <laughs> uh, that, that's what I usually try to do. Uh, if I can't give Joel a hard time, what's the point? Now, use this part of the show where we kind of recap and talk about uh you know any artists you may want to recommend but i think we kind of hit some i think we've hit a lot of recommendations uh but i'll i'll i will go through the motions and say matt ask the last question ever just see if cam's got anything else in the tank well yeah i mean you never know those are just the ones that came out in conversation right but you might have a different answer for the directed question which is cam who should our listeners know about and be following? Ooh, so so definitely I'll say D. Bradford Gambles again, who does Food Hates You dot mm-hmm. biz, that webcomic. Absolutely great stuff. Definitely check him out. And then I want to give a shout out. We, it's actually in the show notes, but we didn't get to it. Oh. To uh, Eric Enzi. Yes! And I don't know how to link to his stuff. Oh. Now, if you follow Cam, you can definitely see it in his Twitter feed. That's where I saw it. So if you go to twitter.com forward slash Cam Kendall, uh, you're right. So tell us about this this little bit of beautiful uh, animation. So Eric is actually a, uh, a patron of mine. And he uh, took it upon himself to animate one of my characters, one of the redesigned characters from Personal Pun Dragon. And it blew my mind away. Blew it. <laughs> blew your like looking mind. looking at a little, a little living baby. It was because, I mean, it, it took your work and he did. He breathed. He, he took the life and he just put it right. as a, And there it was. I just I, I think he said he used uh, After Effects and a couple other things. But just the way he, you know, animated different little pieces of the body. It makes it, it's just like this little bounce that I, I just love the bounce and the, you know, the little puffing up of the, of the smokes and stuff. It's just, does it make yeah. you excited? Does it make you want to go, I need to do something animated. And then you go, wait, that's a lot oh, of work. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. I'll just have him do it. That's exactly what you should do. <laughs> yeah. So Eric Enzi uh, was his name and you can, we don't know how to directly get to him. But, Ooh, I found it. Oh, you found it? I think it's, uh, on Twitter, he is E underscore E-N-S-E-Y. Excellent. That is perfect. Well, Cam, we have enjoyed our uh, third interview with you. Uh, it's been just as fun this time as it has been the previous two times. And I expect we will have you at least back 
by next October, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Definitely. It'll be our tradition. 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 It'll be October. It's time to call Cam. Where's he at? <laughs> He's making all the monies. All right. That's all I can think of. Cam, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Any upcoming projects that uh, we didn't mention? Uh, <laughs> no. Exactly. It's my birthday no. on Halloween. So what? wish me happy birthday on that's Halloween. Great. Happy Halloween. birthday, Ween. That's great. I that's scary is what that is. So mm-hmm. do you so do you do you get in your birthday suit and go around in that? Is that how that how does that play out most Halloweens? Uh, you'll just have to you'll have to imagine. I just have to imagine. I, I well I follow yeah. you on Instagram, so I think I don't have to imagine too hard. All right. Okay. That's it. <laughs> That's it, Cam. Thank you for being on the show. Joel Duggan of Starcrossed Online and Forge Publishing. What do you say ye? Uh, we have some cool stuff coming up on Forge Publishing. Uh, Halloween, same idea. Uh, everybody knows that Piper Thibodeau does some very cool, very fun uh, punny art. So we've got some uh, fall and Halloween images coming um, from that. And we are almost sold out of books. So if you want one, now's the time because <laughs> like we're oh really God. low. It's it's an awesome thing to say. Uh, but uh, the other thing that I want to mention, because we have been talking about video games, is I've started a new project over like the, the summer hiatus that we have here on Comics Coast to Coast. And I am podcasting about Minecraft. It's called The Spawn Chunks. Hmm. And I'm doing it with my friend Johnny, also known as Pixel Riffs on the interwebs. So it's a creative video game. It's kind of bridging the gaps between comics and storytelling and, and video games and stuff. So uh, check that out at thespongechunks.com. Oh, man. Everybody's doing a video game podcast except for me. No, wait. I do the Boop Show on Mondays. Check it out with Scott Johnson. Me and him get together <laughs> and we talk about stuff. Matt, what is your video game podcast about? I don't have one. So at least do tell us where people can visit you at, Matt. Well, best place to see my work, at least what what there is, is on YouTube. Do a search for Matt the Wad or Matthew Ducharme. Excellent. You can follow me at the Brian Dunaway on Twitter. You can go to my website, BrianDunaway.com. Follow everything we do on Comics Coast to Coast. You can head on, on over to our website, ComicsCoastToCoast.com. Follow us on Twitter at Comics C2C. If you have questions, suggestions for interviews, we would love to hear about them. Guys, at comics coast to coast.com will get you there uh and uh, what else patreon we have a patreon page uh, we don't do polls but maybe we should thanks cam for that we're gonna we're gonna steal that idea uh patreon.com <laughs> forward slash comics c to c uh that's it that's all i can think of so we'll see you guys next week
part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Okay. All right. All right. Should be good. You ready to go? Ready to go? Matt, yeah. Matt, you good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matt's good. Matt's good. Cam's good. Joel's good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're coming in really loud, Brian. Oh, am I really? Am I loud to everybody yeah. else? Uh, uh, yeah, that's a yeah. That's a yeah. <laughs> that's a yeah if I ever heard one. Well, I, I just chalked it up to Brian. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, uh, <laughs> say that tactfully. Right. Yeah, big mouth. You're really loud. <laughs> Duh. All right. Oh. Uh, oh. So adjust automatically. Thank you, Skype. Uh, thank you. I'll adjust that myself. Thank you very much.